in 1997, Steve Jobs talked about the crazy ones. The rebels, the troublemakers, the people who see things differently and don't want to follow the rules. And that quote came back to me as I reflected on today's conversation with Nicola Weedle, the co-founder of new invoice finance company, Hyder. The ones who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do. And Nicola's doing that. She's taken two things, years of experience working in the invoice finance sector, and the other, which is a genuine commitment to kind of say no and reject the fact that things have to be done the way they've always been done in the past. And she's created with her co-founder, Hyder, a service that genuinely flips the script in the sector. As a small growth company, I and many other founders I know use invoice financing to support our growth. Essentially, we're selling our invoices to a financing company for a fee in exchange to be able to get the funds early and help with our working flow of capital as businesses scale. It's a great service. It's allowed many, many great businesses to succeed and scale when payment terms can often be prohibitive. But it's really bloody time-consuming. And Nicola shares that this is really, this is the problem that she's solving. That's the heart of what Hyde is doing, the solution they provide. They save you time. And if you're running a business, that's often the most precious commodity of all. Okay, welcome to Greater Manchester Business Stories, where I'm delighted to be joined by Nicola Weedle, the co-founder of Hyder. Um, Nicola's going to be telling us all, all about the story of Hyder today. Launched in 2021, Hyder are revolutionising the world of invoice finance, which I guess is all about simplifying that process and helping businesses get their hands on cash sooner rather than later and stopping cash flow being a, a barrier to businesses growing. So Nicola, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today. It's great to be here. Thanks, Jill. Cool. So we'd like to kick off by just kind of finding out from each guest where they're born and bred in Greater Manchester. Um, and I think you've already hinted at this when we spoke in pre-recording. From the accent, it's pretty clear that um, you grew up in the area, right? <laughs> I certainly did, yeah. So I was uh, I was born in a place called Mars Platin, which is just on the outskirts of Manchester. Um, family then moved further north Manchester to a place called New Moston. And I now live with my family in Worsley. Oh, okay. And what were you up to pre pre Hyder then? So what what's um before the business was was kind of founded, what, what was your background, kind of post post school, college, etc.? Yeah, so um went to school in Failsworth, uh left there, went to college in Oldham, uh, where I did some A levels in economics and business studies, and then um skipped the whole university route and went straight into work. Um, worked in an accounts in an accounts department while studying accountancy in the evenings and then started my career in corporate finance uh, with a company called Five Hours Commercial Finance, which is part of the NM Rothschilds group. Uh, they were acquired by a company called GE Capital. Um, I think it was in 2008. Um, I could be wrong. Um, and, and I worked there until 2017. Um, and I started a career in fintech in 2017. And this is where I am now, fintech through and through. <laughs> Brilliant. And fintech, I guess it's, um, I mean, it's a sector that's kind of a really exciting space at the moment. What does what does fintech mean to you? Because if you, you've got that grounding from GE Capital and then you... And then you jump off into the world of tech, which I guess is, is a kind of cross-section of two sectors. Did, yes. Was tech something that you were involved in day-to-day or, is, or you could just see that trend coming and, and needed to kind of upskill and, and make the leap into that space? No, I, I was always a problem solver um, in my corporate career. I always wanted to know how things worked, why they worked the way they did, wanted to always challenge the brief. I always wanted to make things easier. 
uh, more straightforward. Why do we do things that way? I was just, I used to prod and poke things um, just to see what would happen. So I've always had that kind of inquisitive mind. Um, I always look for a solution with everything that, that kind of I'm doing on, you know, even if it's so much as changing the washing machine and the dishwasher around so that the doors open next to one another so you're not going around it you know that's just I'm just that kind of person um so from a from a career changing perspective moving into fintech it wasn't a decision that I thought I would be making I didn't I didn't suddenly wake up and think I'm going to break into fintech um I worked for um as I say I had a corporate career for many years I was made redundant um the business closed down in the entire UK and then it was time for a a look around and I just didn't want to go back to what I was comfortable in I wanted to do something a little bit different and that's how I started in fintech and in terms of um for me my perspective I have no um kind of tech experience whatsoever but what I always find is that with a fintech you need the expertise on both sides you can't just have one they, you know they they need to come together to collaborate and to be a success so for me to come into a fintech with the financial expertise and have a tech expert alongside is always the perfect partnership yeah and and, and what's that story then behind Hyder getting up and started because um I, I guess it'd be great to for, for people listening in who haven't come across Hyder to kind of talk about the section of the market the kind of problem that you're solving and, and how that business was then put together yeah so Hyder is on a mission to um to help SMEs grow, give them the tools and the platform that they need to grow. And we're going to do that by eliminating late payment terms and extended payment terms. And what we mean by that is that we fund outstanding invoices within 24 hours of creation. Um, So it's a traditional kind of invoice finance offering, but done in a really tech savvy way. So we're entirely digital product. Our onboarding takes 15 minutes. Um, we offer 100% of your invoice value paid within 24 hours of creation. We're integrated to your cloud accounting software, which means that you don't even have to tell us you've, you've generated an invoice. We're aware of it. Um, and we will automatically underwrite and pay that within 24 hours. But then the, the, the best part about what we do is not just about giving you the cash immediately but it's about the time saved element as well so um we collect that invoice for you we protect it with the credit insurance so we you're certain that you know if anything happens to your customer that you're not then going to lose out and that can have a terrible effect on smes in particularly when when businesses fail um and we even go down to the level of reconciling paid invoices directly back to your cloud accounting software so you literally do not lift a finger once you become a customer of hider okay so, so it all sounds beautifully simple, particularly kind of as, as someone running an SME who's kind of worked in that space of invoice finance as well. And, and yes. you know, we have found it, it can be, you know, it's not a smooth process. It can be time consuming. It can be a little bit clunky. So I'm assuming it's not that easy though. So there's, there's a lot of work that, you know, you launched the the service this year. So stepping back, how, how have you, how have you digitized? How have you streamlined that process? Because I'm assuming if it was really easy, someone would be doing it already. <laughs> and, and, and there's a yeah. lot of traditional invoice finance companies out there or offers out in the market at the moment. Yeah, so the traditional offering is perfect for a business that can deal with the um, the administrative burden that comes with running a facility. Uh, what it's not designed for, and the reason that there's a lot of very small businesses that don't usually get the opportunity to take up something like invoice finances, it's not designed for companies that don't have the time to deal with the administrative burden of it. So it's a great product, whether it comes from a fintech or from a challenger bank or anything like that. It's a great product that that 
businesses should take advantage of. Um, where Hyder differ is that we have taken advantage of all of the amazing advances in technology that we've seen over the past five or six years. And what we mean by that is cloud accounting software gives you that real-time insight into an accounting package. Um, open banking gives you that visibility of transactions that are going in and out of a, of a small business bank account, which can give you the opportunity to, to access liquidity issues, it can give you the viability calculations that you may need. Um, it's all of those things that have advanced in technology as in general that have allowed Hyder to develop the software that we have today to reach out a traditional product in a very untraditional way. To answer your question about why is nobody else doing it, um, fintechs will take advantage of these advances in technology. Mainstream banks tend to be slower at adopting this sort of thing, and that's because there's a, a hell of a lot more red tape to get around in order to, um, you know, to, to make changes, especially changes whereby so such an impact in terms of changing the way you do things, digital enhancements and so on. So everybody will get there eventually. Yeah. And, and how do you manage the technical aspect of that then? Are you, are you building a team of techies? Do you work with kind of expert partners to help you kind of create the platform and, and bolt these pieces together of the service? Exactly that. So we have a, an amazing tech partner that has, um, that has helped us develop what Hyder is today. Um, it's our, it's our MVP, so to speak. Um, and it's working amazingly in terms of, um, as I say, it's entirely digital onboarding process. We have a, a dig, an entirely digital back office. Um, and at the moment, we're looking for new customers to come on board and just, you know, give it a go. Give us some feedback in terms of the onboarding process, especially people that have used it, you know, used this, the product before in terms of, is this is this what you'd like to see for this product? Um, so yeah, we have we have an amazing tech team that have, have built that. We go in a room myself and my co-founder Hector will go in a room and say, right, we want it to do this, and then these magic little people spin together all of this coding, and it's like something out of the Matrix, and then we're left with a product at the end. And I wouldn't ever dare to ask how they do it. I just <laughs> <laughs> I just absolutely am amazed at the end products when it's developed. Well, I guess the great thing is that you've got the years of experience of kind of working on the product, working on, on this kind of service for customers, but but you know what problem needs to be solved. And if tech enables you to help that, then it's about it's just about communicating that to people, isn't absolutely. it? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. In your partnership with your tech team, it should be completely collaborative. And you know, the guys tell us that there are better ways of 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 doing what we ask them to do, or they will ask for some great detail of, of information as to how things are supposed to work and then they come up with an amazing solution of how to build it so it's, it's an entire collaboration of thoughts and ideas put together with experts on both sides of the uh of the fintech um and then you know what you see is is the end product yeah and and i i guess the traditional model within invoice finance like you know we, we've done it as a company in the past is you work with someone so you do probably days of due diligence and sharing yes. accounts and forecasts and long contract documents and, yep. you know, holdings with companies house. And, you know, then there's a, another platform where you upload everything. So you, there's a lot of duplication going on within that traditional type of process. So yes. um, look at, looking at Hyder and, and looking at the website and the service, I guess it, it does feel like you've helped kind of liberate a lot of time as well as helping solve that Business, there's a business issue isn't there around yeah. getting your hands on cash quicker so you can kind of grow your business the other side to it is liberating time for people in smaller businesses which I think is maybe even like the more valuable side of the service yeah. it feels like 
that's exactly it and that's why we don't position ourselves to be kind of um you know solving a cash flow problem because because there are many solutions to solve cash flow problems and what Hyda offers is the opportunity to free up time as well as freeing up cash in unpaid invoices in a way that is once you've gone through our 15 minute onboarding process it almost looks after itself you know, and as you say, there are several platforms with other providers whereby you have to go through a process which can only last anything from six weeks to 12 weeks to get a deal across the line. Um, you then have to log on to their platform to advise them that you've raised an invoice with some of them, upload, do drawdown requests. And the reason that this all came about in the way that it does is that the questions were asked to SMEs of what is the optimum way for you to run your business? Not how do we fix invoice finance? But what's the optimum way for you to run your business? And the outcome is the product that you see today with Hyder. And, and it's not a service that locks you in. You know, you don't have to put everything through the system. So you can kind of pick and choose if you've got a particularly large customer invoice or a bit of, bit of business that jumps through, you can just select that and put that through the service, you know. Absolutely. So, you know, just to go back to your point around um, all the red tape that has to be gotten around to 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 set up a facility the same applies with Hyder. we've not taken any kind of risks by removing any absolutely essential processes in in the in the journey what we've done is we've just taken advantage of all these um technology available to do these on a on a very streamlined very easy way um and we've come up with what we call selective debtor financing so we still have all the same um securities that you would expect around that in a sense that we purchase the debt but um but you're not tied into a contract. But what we've found with our customer base so far is that they'll they'll have the issue, like you just said there, we've got a large invoice, we've got, say, a VAT bill to pay. They come on to hide, they, they use it, and then they think, actually, this is really good. So our growth rate with our existing customer base is just exponential in terms of, of the rate of growth because people love the product, they love the service, they love the team, and they love the outcome, which is lots of time to just focus on why they got into doing business in the first place. Wicked. No, that sounds great. Well, it's great to, to see such encouraging signs from those first customers, like you say, as well. Yeah. And um, are there particular cash flow as an issue, as a challenge? Are there particular sectors that um, you see turning to Hyder at the moment, um, even in these early sta- earlier stages of the business? We thought we would. We had in our head that there would be a certain sector that would be taking up um, the offering more than others. But that's not what we've seen. We've got such an eclectic mix of customers, which is amazing. We've got customers that are in the construction industry. We've got creative agencies. We've got leasing, um, just to name a few. And they're also very different. But the one thing that they are common with is that they wanted to free up some time. You know, they don't want to be chasing invoices with their customers. They don't want to be having awkward conversations with their customers when they're trying to secure the next piece of work. Um, and they just want to be able to focus on running the business and the best way to do that is knowing that you've got cash in the bank and you haven't got time wasting on the phone chasing customers for payment cool well look i think i'm sold i'm definitely gonna have to check it out further ourselves <laughs> and, and help preach the message with other people i guess i guess that comes on to another point which is you build a platform and you're kind of changing the, the game slightly with, with that offer within the sector which means you need to educate people and you need to tell them about yes. either so it, it 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 gets onto kind of marketing, which from a kind of yes. fintech and platform perspective is often where the money goes and, and where the kind of the targets and the forecasts and the, the investment required becomes bigger yes. and bigger and bigger. How are you how are you approaching that? Is it is it is it a slow burn and organic growth or are you guys looking to kind of go big with this quickly? 
no, what we don't want to do is make the mistake which a lot of companies do, which is to to try and go big too quickly. Fintech, especially that where you're actually lending money, is a very serious um, industry. And what we want to make sure is that we're learning from every single customer that we onboard and therefore we have this modest growth plan um, for the first 12 months of the business in a sense that we can learn from everything that we do. We can learn from every transaction that goes through the system. Um, having said that, there is still a very robust marketing um, plan that we have to to grow the business um, slowly at first. And then, you know, as we as we begin to learn and, and the product is, is at a stage where we want it to be, we will then obviously scale, which, as you say, will usually come with following the next round of investment. So at the moment, we're focusing quite a lot on digital marketing um, and yeah. And I guess what's different to a number of, of let's say, mid-market companies and corporates is that um, small businesses tend to look closer to their laptop for solutions to any problems, be it Google, LinkedIn, the wider network that they have, rather than going to advisors and accountants and brokers and whatnot. So we're, we're focusing um, hugely on digital marketing campaigns, Google ad campaigns, um, and then strengthening that with our partnerships with Zero, for instance. So we're on the Zero Marketplace. We put a lot of time and effort into building that partnership, so that as if, if nothing else, it's a validation point for SMEs to check out the authenticity of Hyder, understand that it's been through a very rigorous process in terms of getting that certification, which is by no means easy, um, and it gives you that kind of almost um confidence that Hyder are a good business that you can you can trust and rely on. Where does the name come from, Hyder? Oh my God, my co-founder is gonna kill me for saying this. So um we wanted to be a really cool fintech. So it was all about uh, you know a, a name with no vowels. That's the that's the hip thing to do. Um but it's actually comes from the Greek for water cash flow that kind yeah, of uh, okay. you know yeah, okay. yeah so it kind of means nothing and everything in the same context <laughs> yeah no i like it it's, it's catchy and um when you look forward then to five ten years time because you're balancing these this desire to kind of control and learn and and keep optimizing keep optimizing but but it feels like a sector and it feels like a, a an offer that has the opportunity to kind of explode at the same time so where, where, where do you set the goal five to ten years time is it to be in the middle of that kind of ex, more exponential part of the curve of growth yeah absolutely um but equally the mission for Hyda is to help SMEs grow by optimizing their cash flow by way of invoice financing and if that means that the best way to do that is by partnering with banks, other fintechs, so that we can provide our software to reach as many SMEs as possible to give them this, this offering. And then we do that without the Hyder hype, then so be it. The, the goal is all about making sure that, that the world of SMEs gets the opportunity that they deserve to grow and deal. Because what we found with our businesses at the moment is um, – you, would, you wouldn't believe the amount of business that SMEs turn down with corporates. I mean, these can be game-changing contracts that they can get because they can't afford to wait for the payment terms. It's, it's, it's a real barrier to growth. Um, so we want to make sure that we can give every SME the opportunity to grow, whatever form that comes in. No, no, it's a brilliant mission. And like I say, the, the service kind of looks and sounds absolutely fantastic. So uh, I'm really, really excited to see how that evolves. In terms of like, getting back to, uh, to, you know, drawing, starting to draw a conversation towards the end, I guess, thinking about that link back to Greater Manchester then. So you've, you've you set the business up in Greater Manchester. Are you, you know, 
is that is that the plan to kind of keep growing the business using here as a hub and as a base? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, it is Hyder is a a business born and bred in Manchester from the idea to the incorporation um, to the current existence, um, and we have absolutely no um, intention of of changing that. Um, we love the fact that we're a Manchester-based business, not just because one of the founders is a proud Mancunian, but because we think that this is going to be the, you know, we think it's the fintech centre of the UK and um, we're hoping to be part of that mission to make it the, um, you know, the tech centre of the north and be part of that whole process. And and, and do you find any barriers to that at the moment? Or do you find that when you're you're talking to investors or where you're trying to look at talent, are are we kind of, are we where we need to be as, as an area at the moment? I think in all honesty, if there's one good thing to have come out of the pandemic, it's that remote remote working um, has, has almost quashed that barrier of, um, you know, London firms to Manchester firms having the talent in different locations kind of doesn't matter anymore. Everybody's become accustomed to remote working and therefore it, it, it just means your opportunities are endless. And from an investment perspective... I genuinely don't think it matters. I'm quite happy to jump on on a, a train and go to London and have a conversation with investors in there and, you know, secure funding for Hyder. Um, the location of Hyder doesn't really come into question, if I'm honest with you. It's just easier to be face-to-face and have those conversations in London. Um, yeah. But it doesn't really matter. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 I like that. Well, particularly the kind of the liberation of talent. I think we've heard that a few, a few times speaking to different people that, you know, traditionally people might go to London and then come back as they settle, but actually now, yeah, you know, there's less, less of a need to do that because you've got so much yeah. more flexibility kind of over where exactly. you can work and where you can live and, and do those jobs. Cool. And getting back to Great, Great Manchester itself, are there, are there we, we ask people to kind of give a shout out to three other businesses that they love locally, being completely kind of sector agnostic. Are there any, any that you want to give a shout out to in particular? Um, one of the businesses that I follow very closely is Mo, Mojo Mortgages. I think those guys have done really well um, over the past few years. Um, a lot of admiration uh, for Richard. Um, and, yeah, I think that's definitely a great business that's that's born and bred in Manchester. Um, and I think also, um, it's not really, not necessarily a Manchester business, but the uh, the Tech Nation guys in um, in the north have been an amazing help for 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 me as a as a co-founder of Hyder, um, in terms of reaching out to their wider network, providing some space. So we're in the bonded warehouse in um in Enterprise City at the moment, um, surrounded by the Tech Nation guys on a regular basis. Um, and those guys are absolutely ace in terms of doing their bit for startups and and tech in general. Um, and they're not necessarily a person, a business, but a person, Liz Scott is a massive inspiration um for me and she is definitely somebody that flies the uh the manchester flag for all things tech business and startups fantastic thanks for giving any shout outs uh and then we'd like to end with the last question which is if you could magically steal one aspect from another city or area across the world and, and bring it to greater manchester is there anything is there anything that we're missing that you think would make greater manchester even more perfect than it is already as I'm thinking of an answer for this question, I'm, I'm talking my way out of it in my head on the basis that I'm thinking about the wine in in Rome and the pizzas and all that kind of stuff. But you could get all of that. I, do you know what? I think Manchester is an amazing city. I hate the rain, but I also hate working in 
30 degree degree heat so um you know I wouldn't I wouldn't focus too much on the weather so no Manchester is amazing just as it is what a lovely night to finish on <laughs> <laughs> I like it well, look, thanks so much for taking your time Nick and I really like I said we, we've kind of used these services in the past so I do have to say kind of on behalf of the world of SSMEs kind of thank you for doing what you're doing because it sounds really exciting and it sounds like it's um it's a real I think the best businesses are solving like real problems and it feels like you're solving a real problem and a real challenge and time is absolutely kind of the most valuable commodity a lot of the time in smaller businesses so I'm really really excited to see you scaling that whether it's through Hyder under that name or like you say partnering with other people and just just rolling that service out there um sounds like an incredible journey to be on so kind of kudos to you guys for for getting it started and taking it this far if we want to finish off can you just give us a shout as to where people can go to to follow you and the Hyder journey um in a bit more detail online yeah, definitely. So uh, you'll find us at hydrhydr.co.uk, uh, where you can get insight into um, lots of blogs that we post, help and assistance, our Hyder calculator to give you an indication of what it may cost to fund an invoice through Hyder. Um, and you can start our onboarding journey. And within two and a half minutes of starting that onboarding journey, you can see exactly where Hyder can help free of charge, no obligation takes a matter of minutes um and then you'll find me and my co-founder Hector McAndrew on LinkedIn and that's probably about it because I am pretty rubbish at social media so <laughs> that's a great starting point well look, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to speak with us Michael. I really appreciate it amazing thanks Joe Greater Manchester Business Stories is produced and presented by Joe Taylor of Real Handful. The special guest was Nicola Weedle of Hyder. You can find out more about Real Handful by visiting realhandful.com and you can see more from Hyder at hyder.co.uk. That's h-y-d-r.co.uk. Audio production was by me, Andy Blackaby-Isles.